0: Welcome back, viewers, to Meta Monday with the Mountain. So, as you know, each week we take a look at the pre-game metagame that exists for Disney Lorcana. Um, our standard uh, disclaimers, we know there's only 120 cards that are out right now, um, but there's still opportunities to learn and grow from this information. This is not stating what the metagame of the, of the game will be once it's released. I mean, it changes on a weekly basis, but the regular metagame changes on a weekly basis also. So... Um, Once the game comes out, um, and given everything that's going to be going on with the game and its staggered release schedules uh, in terms of players gaining access to the cards, I think it's going to be relevant to to be analyzing this on a weekly basis as it is, and what information is out there will change on a weekly basis. A lot of my information comes from either watching other content creators and what they're playing with, um, or my own experiences playing on the Pixelborn system, um, which is an online uh, platform to play Warcana currently, which I find most uh enjoyable to play the game on right now in terms of finding a lot of games recording games etc so where is the meta currently well let's take a look right now the meta is basically that steel is everywhere the cards that have come out for steel uh last week with tinkerbell giant fairy still remain uh the best thing you can do in the game um she's still the the greatest uh ability to gain card advantage in the game, whether you're shifting her on four or playing her on six. Uh, This week we were introduced to Grab Your Sword, which is another source of card advantage, which I'll get to, uh, and some of its combos, which I'll get to in a second. So if you look on the screen right now, what you see is essentially what the steel package is supplemented with other cards. Um, Most decks that you're going to face and see people playing with are Steel X, unless they just simply want to play something else. Um, but in general, this is what you're basically running into. Both Tinkerbells, fire the cannons with Captain Hook as a mini um, combo, as well as our synergy, really, as well as smash and grab your sword. Um, now, what this does is it gives you a lot of uninkables in your main color, which limits the ability to really play them outside of that color. Uh, but it, it's really not that big of a deal. So, what are you gaining as a result of this? Well, you're gaining. Area of effect AOE damage, which the game desperately needed up until this point. Um, so grab your sword in combination with Tinkerbell has just been really stellar uh, at controlling wide, wide boards. The um, ability to gain massive card advantage uh, at all at all aspects of the, t- the game. It, it it pushes that board advantage over lore advantage in the early game and mid game, so that basically you're you're trying to control the board, have almost no cards. Uh, and no characters in play for your opponent and then just you just lower your heart's content um, while maintaining large characters in play that can always challenge whatever they whenever your opponent tries to come back the other thing that I'll get to in a second is songs are also making a massive impact It's not just grab your sword it's usually songs that are in the other in color that you're supplementing steel with um, but I, I did want to say that, that that that's also making a huge effect. The other thing I want to say is uh, and this is a big deal. The amount of uninkables that you're running in your deck, we are finally seeing is an important decision because you, there's a lot of decisions you can make. The number of uninkables you want to run in your deck, which ink color you want to run those uninkables in is becoming a massive decision point. I've played decks, honestly, with up to 20 uninkables in my deck and not had a problem, most games anyway, um, drawing the right amount of inkable resources that I could use. Um, it really hasn't been that big of a deal, honestly, depending on the composition of your deck. I'm not saying that every deck should be that way, but I think the days where I'm only going to run eight uninkables, I'm only going to run you know 10 or 11, maybe 12, maybe 14, um, I think those days might be behind us because of other ways to gain card advantage makes up for that deficiency. And honestly, like we knew going into this game, the uninkables are more powerful a lot of the time. So being able to play them uh, is, is a really powerful way of, of deciding which other ink car you're going to run. Um, and especially in steel, like I said, they have their own uh, whole suite of uninkables. What is the other major factor besides steel? Songs are now a huge part of the game. Um, not only did we think that they were the most interesting part of, of Disney Warcana as compared to other card games, as we talked about our last podcast, but songs are now a huge part of your deck and how you interact with the board. So why is that? Well, Ariel Spectacular Singer came out this week and she's a great source of card advantage as well as tempo. So what do I mean by that? Well, she comes into play and depending on how many songs you're playing, especially if you're like in, especially if you're in like Sapphire Amber or something like that, where you can play up to 16 songs right now. But even if you're playing things like Amber Steel, um, Amber, Emerald has no real songs released, neither does Ruby. So those are really the only combinations where I could see Ariel working right this second. But even if you have, not if you have enough songs for Ariel to come into play and dig for one, then she basically is, a, is is just a much better, more selective, maleficent sorceress on three, and then on four, she can sing a song that costs up to five. So she's also gaining you tempo. So she's a great card with well statted for a three drop. Like she's not a three three, but she's not necessarily just trading as a 2 or anything like that. So she, she's a great card overall to be gain both card advantage and tempo. But it's not just that she gets the song and can sing the song. She's a great combination with another card that was came out this week, which is Ursula's Shell Necklace. I can't tell you how powerful this card is. You have to play with it to see or watch a video somehow out there to see it. This card is in my opinion, the best mirror effect that we have, a consistent source of drawing cards um, that's reusable. It can be used more than one time in a turn. So the basic combo is Ariel, or the basic synergy is Ariel on three, gets a song, then she sings it because there's no song that costs more than six. So she can literally sing any song in the game on turn four, play another res- play another ink, ink another resource, exert Ariel, sing the song and pay an extra one and you just drew an extra card. If the song you sang was either uh, grab your sword, uh, even if it's part of your world, if it's be our guest, you're you're drawing or gaining card advantage even with the song, song you sang. And this draws you something else. It just allows you basically every single turn that you play a song, whether you're using a character to do it or not, whether you're just playing a song or whether you're actually singing a song with a character, you're just. Able to continue to draw cards, it eventually reaches a point where you're drawing two cards a turn, and your opponent without the shell necklace is only drawing one, and that's even if they have a mirror in play most of the time. What are the cards rising in value this week? Well, these are cards that I think are reaching or overperforming expectations. So, first of all, we already talked about it. Songs, um, songs are very much uh, over overperforming last week because of how powerful the Ursula shell necklace is. Um, I've even had games where I have multiple shell necklaces in play. You start your turn with like a BR guess and you pay two more. You just drew three cards. I mean, you you really can't beat that in a mid game when you also are drawing into a lot of these AOE effects um, or other removal. It's just very, very powerful. We also have part of your world. Part of your world I consider to be unplayable in the past because a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm just going to play Hercules. I mean, not Hercules. I'm sorry. I'm just going to play Hades instead. So I'm going to get a 3-2 body and get the same effect. But now that both Ariel can find part of your world and Ursula's Shell Necklace can draw you an extra card off playing part of your world, I feel like it's gone up in tremendous value. To me, that's, it's the song that's gained the most because all the other songs, we were going to play them anyway. But now part of your world is part of that package. And in my opinion, worth the uninkable nature of it. Uh, Beast Hardhead is another card that's really gone up in value. Pretty much... Everyone is playing Steel. Like, we've already established that, which means almost everybody has Beast Mirror or, or Ursula Shell Necklace, so like, some type of item that allows you to continuously draw cards, and Beast pretty much takes care of those um, and leaves a 4-4 body, a 4-4 inkable, two-lore body. So, to me, he's better than playing something like just playing Break or something like that. Um, I, I would, I I've pretty much played, I'd say, between two and four Beasts uh, in all of my Steel lists. Now we have Cerberus, the three-headed dog, and I want to show you that Cerberus's other two heads, because he is such a good boy, are my dogs, Brody and Bentley. So I wanted to show you them as well. So they're they're definitely a part of the game, metagame. But seriously, Cerberus is a big part of the metagame because he can sing, grab your sword. So Cerberus is the perfect body besides Beast to to, to sing, um, grab your sword because he only has one lore, but he has amazing uh, combat stats at five six. So by exerting him to sing uh, grab your sword, anything they're going to try to run into servers, he's pretty much going to take out of combat anyway. Um, So you can have him just sit there exerted and it's not a big deal. They're pretty much not going to be able to run into him. And you're really only losing one lore that turn to, to sing that, to sing grab your sword. So he's the, he's a perfect slot in any kind of uh, steel control archetype. So how do we combat steel? Well, Two cards came out this week in Sapphire that I feel shows that a lot of what Sapphire is trying to do is a natural enemy to Steel. So we're starting to see a little bit of rock, paper, scissors. A lot of times you're still running Steel with Sapphire, but Sapphire, I mean, uh, Steel with like Amber, for example, operates a lot different than uh, Steel with Sapphire, which I really like to see in the game because we're seeing sometimes the same base color, but it plays differently with the, with a different supporting color. So when you look at cards like the 7-cost King Triton or the 5-cost Maleficent, who is just absolutely ridiculous, um, what you're seeing is these giant willpower bodies throughout the curve for Sapphire. In order to combat this AoE from steel, you have these gigantic bodies. Like, like a grab-your-sword is not going to do a whole lot to that Maleficent or King Triton. Um, so... It's really hard for them to battle back against these massively will-powered characters. And in my opinion, like some combination of those two, I know it gets you out of the the song package a little bit, but they are a natural enemy to steal. And I I see them seeing a lot of play, and I play with them myself. And I can tell you that, as I assumed, that Maleficent with three lore for five cost um, is a true win condition for, for these decks. So where are we at right now? So in my opinion, you really have a, a few different decks uh, seeing a lot of play um, out there. You have the Song Package, which you can pair with either uh, Amber Sapphire or Amber Steel for maximum effect because that just allows Ariel to get maximum effect with uh, using her song singer ability with the two five-cost songs that are out there. Um, or you have you have Amber Sapphire, uh, which... It basically floods the board with a bunch of large characters over and over and over again through through the recursion, and you still get the uh, song package. Or you have Steel Sapphire, which basically gives you giant willpower uh, dudes backed up by all the AoE that they have between Tinkerbell um, and Grab Your Sword. So what are the cards that are underachieving? Well, as you know, every single week, I tell you, Cheshire Cat is underachieving. Um, he's even worse this week. Uh, grab your sword basically means that he is affected by grab your sword and then tinkerbell and basically does nothing so as usual cheshire cat is underperforming the other cards that are super underperforming is anything with one willpower um, playing these cards at any point in the game in my opinion is just an auto loss um, you may gain some lore as the card go as the game goes on but you're losing way too much card advantage to tinkerbell um, as well as to to grab your sword now at this point it's to me it's just not even worth the effort to put these in your deck both lilo and maleficent aren't even inkable so there's really no point pascal i think you can get away with playing sort of if you're and anytime i guess you're playing in steel you just you put them you just ink him um but at this point there's probably just better cards that you could be playing so i probably wouldn't even bother that's just me um but I can understand why some people would continue to run him, but personally I, I wouldn't run any of these cards anymore um, until we see a reason to. Um, and to me, like something like Six Rockstar is no longer a reason to play these cards. What are the other standouts? So what other decks are performing well besides Steel? Well, I mean, Amethyst still exists. Friends on the other side still remains probably it's 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 arguably still a top three card in the game, in my opinion, if not still like by itself the best card in the game for what it can do. The combination of the and Sorceress is still really powerful. Um, I just don't think it forms the basis of a lot of decks anymore. Um, until we get more emerald or ruby cards, because I feel like that's really where Amethyst wants to um, pair with not, with, not so much with Amber, not so much with steel, although you can you obviously can play it with steel, but I, I feel like the other cards just give it more advantage. Basically, Amethyst is doing a lot of the same things Steel is trying to do with Rush characters. It just gives you, like, redundancy in that. But in my opinion, it really needs um, Ruby to get better or Emerald to get better to really shine. But there is still um, a lot of friends that you can see out there. I would not run, like, Amethyst Song Package because you're gaining friends. Because you're already drawing enough cards to the Song Package anyway, so I don't know why you would need this. The other deck you see online uh, is the Evasive deck. So this is basically just trying to play evasives, uh, ruby, emerald, all throughout the curve. Um, the one thing I will say about this deck that that I think is pretty good is it can't really be challenged very effectively. So even the steel decks pretty much have to run and draw multiple of their AoE cards in order to deal with it. And if you play smart, you might play pretty much like only having one or two threats on the board at a time and consistently being able to, to, to get more after the first ones are taken care of. Um, I think it's I think it can be a powerful way of of of, of combating the metagame. But I, I, I do think that some of like the especially if you're playing like Amber Steel, I don't think this deck can can keep up because the card draw will just allow them to get multiples of those um in a turn. So what are my current ink rankings? Well, number one, finally taking over the top spot steel. I've already gone over pretty much the entire rest of the video, but no doubt Steel is the best. Real quick, before I get into the rest, since it was obvious Steel is 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 number 1, what is your what is the rest of your order? And do you agree with me that Steel is the top uh, in color right now? Leave a comment below, and as you know, every 100 subscribers we're still giving out Disney 100 sleeves. I even have some of those new ones that just came out. So, Leave a comment below, get yourself entered in the wheel for the next time we get to 100 subscribers, which at this point will be 300 um, as of this recording. So make sure you leave a comment. What do you think the rest of the rankings are? and what do you think of my rankings of the of, of the in colors currently? So next, Amber. I feel like the card the the song engine that's now been like in amber, it has put it as the number two spot. It may take a little bit more than just seeing friends on the other side to draw cards, but it's a consistent card draw engine that really helps out whatever other color uh, you're pairing it with. And what I really like about it is, it's a small subset of Amber's cards that are different than the way Amber had been operating in the past. So it's a small control package with Ariel, Ursula, Shell, Necklace. I mean, I run like Simba, the Stitch uh, Surfer, I sometimes run Hades, et etc so it's it, it's a very small subset compared to the other major color that you're running a lot of times, but it's a very powerful package that you can put in a lot of different decks. So I'm very excited that that's the way that the color is going and I'm excited that color is going to have more than one uh, package and more than one play of, way of playing them. Third, I still have amethyst. Um, I still think the card draw and the rush characters are very powerful. Um, I just need th- I just think it needs to find its home with another in color which right now I I don't, I don't think it has. Coming out of the basement is Sapphire. I already mentioned how much I love the five-cost Maleficent um, and King Triton in this deck. I also think that the ramp cards, which I wasn't a huge fan of in the past, now have a place to shine in order to get these cards out faster. So I think Sapphire comes in solidly at number four. And then our last tier of basically just cards that you don't have enough cards yet is Emerald and Ruby. Both these colors just don't have enough uh, cards yet. I mean, there's nothing you can say about it. I mean, it, it's a shame uh, right this second. Um, but the only Ruby cards I think that came out this week were the three-cost Aladdin that helps you get out the seven-cost Aladdin, um, as well as um, Gaston, who is pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's better than what's advertised. But I don't necessarily think that like he's the best, and I really wish they had gotten some other cards. Uh, this week, but we'll see what happens this week. I mean, like, you know, we're, we're literally almost done with all the Amber cards. We, we need single digit Amber cards left. We need like maybe 12 to 13, I think steel cards left. Um, and we've gotten a lot of, uh, Sapphire this week. So I'm hoping overall that we get a lot of Ruby, uh, at Emerald this week to, to make up for that deficiency. So once again, thanks for, sh- thanks for checking out my, uh, Meta Mondays. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for, for the, for your updates every week. We also go over every single card in our SWOT analysis. So take a look at those as well. Um, So you don't have to wait uh, for this week uh, to to check it out. So let us know what you think. Appreciate your time. See you next week.